Hey everyone, welcome to the Herding Tigers podcast. My name is Todd Henry. I am the author of the book, Herding Tigers, Be the Leader That Creative People Need. Here on the show, we talk about what we can do to position ourselves to be the leader that our team needs every day. Well, if we look at the core responsibilities of a leader within an organization, there really are three key areas that we own, three key areas that we have to focus on. The first area is culture. If we have an ineffective culture, then it's very likely that we're going to lose talent. And talent is the second core area that we have to focus on, right? Talent means the development of people, hiring people, putting them in the right place, making sure that they have what they need, that they're being positioned to produce their best work every day. And of course, the third area is the work. Most people only think about the work when they think about their responsibilities as a leader. As long as we get the work done, everything is fine. But that's not really the way it goes, especially inside of creative organizations. We have to focus on all three of these areas, culture, talent, and work. When they work together, when you have an effective culture, you tend to attract great talent. When you have great talent, you tend to do great work. When you have great work, you have the resources to invest in your culture. You have the space and the resources to be able to reinvest. And it creates what Jim Collins might call a dream loop, right? It's an upward virtuous cycle. When any of these areas is Uh, goes off the rails. When you have an ineffective culture, then the work tends to suffer. When the work suffers, you tend to lose talent because talented people don't want to be around in an ineffective culture. And you create what Jim Collins would call a doom loop, meaning that each of these eroding areas of the team dynamic play into the next one and further erode that one, which then further erodes the following one. And it becomes sort of like a doom loop, right? So, At the center of all three of these things is, of course, people. Our relationships are essential because it is via relationship, via conversation that we earn trust, and trust is the currency of creative work. So today I want to share with you five conversations. I actually introduced these conversations in my book, Die Empty, a number of years ago, but I continue to teach them consistently to organizations when I teach about leadership, because these five conversations are so effective in helping us dispel what I call the assassins of creativity, dissonance, fear, and expectation escalation, which I've talked about in other episodes here on the show. And also we're in my book, The Accidental Creative. Okay. So what we're going to talk about are the five conversations and it's all process focused stuff. It's all about how to have conversations that countermand and dismantle the assassins and give us a leg up on process within our teams. So a couple of ground rules before we dive in. First, don't steamroll your team with these. And if you're a team member, don't barge into your manager's office and demand to have these conversations. This is about relationship and relationship is about empathy, trust, and commitment. If we're gonna have these conversations, we have to be committed to the results, even if they're not what we wish for. We have to be willing to hear the truth and act on it even when we dislike it. As a matter of fact, If you don't want to hear the truth, you might want to disconnect from this right now. Don't listen to the rest of this. And you probably don't want to be in a leadership role if you're not interested in truth, because we have to endure painful truth sometimes in order to get better as leaders. And then one more quick ground rule. These conversations should happen both on a team level and an individual level with individual team members. Some team members might not feel comfortable expressing themselves in a larger group, but they might have insights that can help you engage in a more healthy way if you give them the space to talk. 
Okay, so don't walk up to someone and say, do you have something you want to say to me? Because I've got something I want to say to you. That's not a good way to do this. So very quickly, here are the five conversations that we should be having with our team. The first is the clarity conversation. And this is about bringing alignment and combating dissonance within our teams, which is a gap between the why of our work and the what of our work. It's about making sure that we say what we're about is actually what we're about. What we say we're doing is actually what we're asking people to do. It's about making sure that we understand the objectives of our projects, our teams, and our organization's reason for being. So here's a quick way to ask this uh, or have this conversation. Ask the question, do the what and the why add up? In other words, is what we say that we're doing actually what we're doing? Or is what I'm asking you to do clear? Do you understand why I'm asking you to do a certain task or to take on a certain project? Uh, is there anything we're doing right now that seems out of character? Is there anything we're doing right now that seems out of alignment with what we say that we're trying to do? Step back and allow the conversation to ensue. When there's a gap between the why and the what of our work, it's difficult for talented people to do their best work. You have to align the why and the what. So do the why and the what add up. Do you understand not just what I'm expecting of you, but why I'm asking you to do it? A second question you can ask is, do you understand the objectives? Are they clear? Is there anything that you're unclear about? Sometimes people won't speak up because they assume everybody else gets it and they're the only idiot in the room, right? And this kind of isolation is a lie and it countermands creative effectiveness. The more we discuss the objectives, then the, the more we dismantle that lie that I'm the only one who doesn't get it. We have to make certain we give people permission to ask clarifying questions about the objectives. So do you understand the objectives? Do, under, do we all understand what we're trying to do here? Clarity is critical to healthy team creating. So the more clear we are about the problems we're trying to solve and in closing that gap between the why and the what, the more effective our team will be, the, the more easily they'll be able to focus on what it is we're asking them to do. Okay, the second conversation is the expectations conversation. It's a very simple conversation designed to neutralize any sort of victim mindset that can creep into an organization or any kind of tacit uh, conflict that is beginning to emerge within the organization. By calling out and allowing conversations about expectations, we can be certain we're not allowing confusion to grow, those gaps to widen between what I expect of you and what you think I expect of you. So do you know what's expected of you is a very great question to ask. Get the person on your team to express their understanding of expectations directly and simply. What do you expect from me and am I falling short of those expectations? So what do you expect from me as your manager? And am I falling short in any way of your expectations of me? Don't be defensive. Don't try to defend yourself. You know, if they say something that's unrealistic, if they express expectations that are unrealistic, have that conversation. But it's important that you understand that people have expectations of you that are unspoken. And it doesn't serve you to not hear what they are. The greatest source of conflict in many organizations are unspoken expectations that are simultaneously unmet, right? Unspoken expectations that are unmet, meaning I expect something of you, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to be really ticked off that you're not hitting my expectation. So having conversations about expectations creates a patina of accountability within the organization. So does your team understand what you expect of them? And do they understand, or do you understand what they expect of you as a manager. That's the expectations conversation. The third conversation is the fear conversation. 
Now, this is the most nebulous of the conversations, and it's difficult to get people to open up, but it can be one of the most powerful if we actually have the guts to engage in it. It's all about shining light into dark, unspoken places and neutralizing emerging fear. So here's a great way to ask this question. When you're making a big decision or when you're taking on a big project, ask, what are you afraid might happen and why? What are you afraid might happen and why? If we do this, in other words, what are we afraid might happen if we actually go this direction? Another way to ask this is, do you feel free to take risks? And if so, what was the last risk that you took? And let's talk about it. Let's talk about what risk looks like inside of our organization. You know, sometimes people will say, sure, I feel free to take risks. But when you ask them to talk about a risk that they've taken, they can't name one because they're not taking them. And that means that they must not feel free to take risks for some reason, either self-imposed or organizationally imposed. So the fear conversation, what are we afraid might happen if we go this direction and why? Why are we afraid, right? Let's talk about true risk versus perceived risk. Okay, the fourth conversation is the engagement conversation. This is about identifying patterns of engagement and energy and enthusiasm on a team. Creativity is rhythmic, both on an individual and team level, and we have to take that into account as we're planning our work. So this conversation helps you as the leader of the creative process to gauge where the team is in terms of energy and engagement and plan accordingly. And it also helps the team in a collective sense to gain a better understanding of where each team member is in terms of inspiration and energy level right now. So what's your energy level and enthusiasm? How engaged are you with the work right now? How enthusiastic are you about the work that we're doing right now? What's inspiring you right now? What are you seeing, noticing, reading? What's filling you up? What's fueling your engines right now? How do you feel about the work that you're doing right now? And what's the best thing we're doing and why? Let's talk about what we love. Let's talk about the things that really fire us up, okay? Great conversation to have with your team to gauge engagement and also to draw people into a conversation about what's fueling them right now. And then the final conversation is appropriately the final 10% conversation. This conversation is all about neutralizing those whispers in the hallway. You know, listen, people are gonna share their opinion whether or not you give them permission in a formal way. These are, you know, conversations that emerge when a small group of people wanna commiserate, but they don't have the guts to speak their thoughts to you. They'd rather do it in the hallway in private when they're you know, going to or from a meeting or whatever. So you're way better off having these conversations with team members and, you know, especially one-on-one, than allowing them to fester and create dissonance and fear. So this is really the final 10% of what everybody isn't really willing to say, typically, but you're going to give them permission to do it. So what's the dumbest thing that we're doing right now? What's something dumb we're doing that you don't understand? Now, there might be a very good reason that you're doing it. By the way, there might be a very good reason why you're doing whatever it is they think is dumb. Maybe it's that they don't have all the information, but you need to have that conversation because that doesn't mean they don't still think it's dumb, even if there's a very good reason you're doing it, right? So what's the dumbest thing that we're doing right now? What's the smartest thing that we're doing right now? What's the best thing that we're doing and why? Why do you think so? And then what's something obvious that you don't think I see? What's something obvious that you see that you don't think I see as your manager? This is a great question to ask because I guarantee you there are things that your team thinks you don't see that they see every single day that are getting in their way, that are frustrating them, whatever it is. So what is something obvious that you don't think I see that you see? It's a great 
question to ask. So these are the five conversations. Again, they're in my book, Die Empty. I also touched on them a little bit in Herding Tigers, the clarity conversation, the expectations conversation, the fear conversation, the engagement conversation, and the final 10% conversation. If you have these conversations on a regular basis with your team, and by the way, don't walk in and say, let's now have conversation number three. No, this is a very informal thing. These are just some questions to ask to help you get to these places, right? These these conversations are just placeholders for questions is all they are really. If you have these conversations consistently, then it's really difficult for your team to get too far off course because you're going to be talking about process. We often talk about the work, but we don't talk about how we do the work. We don't talk about our felt experience of process. And that is so important because that's where conflict emerges and that's where we tend to get off the rails. If we get the process right, we have talented people in the room, we have a healthy culture, the work is going to take care of itself. All right. Hey, would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your comments about this. Interact at accidentalcreative.com is my email address. Let me know what you think about these five conversations. Also, I put the five conversations in the show notes. So if you you have been scribbling uh, the whole time that I've been talking, no worries. Just go to the show notes. You can find them right there. Also, jump on the leader list at toddhenry.com slash leader. Uh, it's a once a week email for 52 weeks, absolutely free. Just a quick leadership tip, something to help you be more effective. All right, friends, go be the leader that your team needs. We'll see you next time.